0: Perhaps I was talking when I should have been listening. No matter what happens, you've got to hang on. Johnny, relax. Now you give him everything he wants, you understand? Now let's see what happens when we mix these two elements together. And gentlemen the jury. You are now listening to the Relentless College Entrepreneur Podcast. Yes. Welcome back to the Relentless College Entrepreneur Podcast. It is season four, episode 12, and today we're gonna be talking about my story. Now, before we dive deep into this, I just wanna say that maybe you might think like, why should I listen to your story? Why should I hear it out? Because I think there's a lot of things I'm gonna be talking about on how I've become, what I've become, and the reasons And the things that have happened in my life, not in very detail, but the reason I am who I am today and the mindset that I have and possess is a huge thing with how I grew up. And I think it's very important to say it. And I'm not obviously going to say, oh, I went to blah, blah, blah high school and that type of details. It's more or less the teachings in life that I've come around and the things that have happened that were negative, so to say, but then made me who I am today. So that's what we're going to be talking about. And I'll be talking about many of the teachings, which I've fallen across in my lifetime so far. And another thing before we start, I just want to say thank you for sharing and listening to the podcast. If you're still listening, we have broken 6,000 views, which is pretty insane. Super excited. But anyways, let's jump right into the podcast. So the first thing is I was born in Indiana. That's That was my entire life right there, born in Indiana, the cornfields. But I had a pretty normal childhood growing up. And something that I would like to say, and it's not to poor me or anything, none of this, but again, it's to focus on the mindset and the reason I am who I am today. There was a point I think some people may look at me and think that, I am still not not necessarily silver spoon fed or anything like that because I've never been that spoiled growing up. So I don't think people maybe perceive me as that, but they might think because I have had a lot of successes or whatever it may be and it looks like I'm on the right journey of life that – Uh, there has to be something. There has to be something in the background, which it was a family member or something that has put me in these positions or something. It's nothing like that. And actually growing up, there was one point where my family was broke, uh, pretty broke. And I don't want to jump too much into financials, but it was, my parents were really good about hiding it. And I know there was one time, my mom was working three jobs. She was working at a doggy daycare place on night hour shifts just to afford our Christmas. And she was working many other jobs while I was doing gymnastics. She was cleaning the gym uh, at G- DeVos Gymnastics because it was expensive to enroll me into gymnastics and she knew I love it. And she gave up so much for me and my dad as well. My dad was really good about hiding it when my dad owned his own company and when the recession hit, didn't end up going so well, and he sold the business. And it was a rough time, and I know it was for him, and he was so good at hiding it. My, par- my parents were both really good at hiding it, but I look back, and they still haven't even admitted it to me. And I see my younger self and the things that I saw growing up and can put it together now that I'm older and realize that we were not as good as we are right now. And I'm very grateful where I'm at in life, but I didn't always have it made. Um, but I did have what I would think is a normal childhood growing up. I didn't have major problems or anything like that, kind of, but I'll get into that in a second. So I just wanted to state that uh, and get that out of the way that I, my family wasn't always well off and they're still not millionaires or anything crazy. They just have good good jobs within a company that they've worked super hard with the motivation and determination. And my dad growing up always taught us discipline. And there was a thing called bubble buddies that me and my brother Parker would always do. And we would be together and we would stick as a team. And it was important with anything and everything that we did in our younger life that we stuck together and we were brothers. And it taught me a lot of teamwork at a young age and understanding that if he has my back, I have his back, and we were a team together. There there was many little ch- teachings like this that my dad and mom would display to me and then the hard work. And I wasn't always good at school. I actually, freshman year of high school, I think I got like a 2.4, something, something really low. I tanked, uh, I just didn't care. And that was a good turning point. And then my second semester of freshman year in high school, I ended up working really hard just to get a 3.4 GPA. Not that that matters, but it will matter later. And I want to jump a little bit back. And growing up, I've said it a couple times, but I got bullied growing up. And that was really hard for me. And that's I think that's a huge thing that's made me who I am today. And this grit, this work ethic to... Not necessarily prove people wrong, but to prove to myself, most importantly, that I deserve what I deserve and I'm gonna work for it. This isn't, people will call you lucky throughout life, but if they pull back the curtains and see what you do, and we shouldn't judge a book by its cover, right? And I think a lot of people were doing that to me. I grew up with what was called specific learning disability that dealt with my reading and comprehension, which now doesn't really affect me anymore at all because I read, I've read like over 50 books at this point, but people would make fun of me and they caught on that I wasn't a good reader. So I'd always get popcorned. And I remember when we had popcorn readings, those were the worst days in uh, high school, eighth, seventh grade, sixth grade, because people would just keep on calling on me I would pick someone and then they'd bring it right back to me and I would have to read and I'd be so embarrassed I remember me stuttering getting nervous and that made me a terrible reader and hate reading even more because I got made fun of to the point where I mean I was just it was sad at my younger self that was so depressed, and I had that imposter syndrome, which I talked about in Presence the last episode, I didn't think I could amount to anything. And that was a mindset that I had. And then growing up, then I eventually, when I got to the end of high school, I applied for IU and Purdue, got rejected by both. That was a hard pill to swallow. And then I got rejected by Ball State University. And I think that's a big one, because some people will see it's now, I won't say that it's a super easy school to get into, but I would say it's an average school. I feel like a, a decent amount of people get accepted. This isn't the Harvard, although it is the Harvard of Muncie, I will admit that I got rejected. And what's funny about it is I had an SAT score of a 940, which those of you who may not know, uh, I'm guessing majority know, but is a pretty bad score. And that's a big reason why I didn't get accepted. So, this was the biggest turning point in my life, and there was a big, one of my biggest takeaways in this podcast is going to be right now is that I changed my mindset right after I got that nine 940, and I knew if I wanted to go to college and somewhere I'd like that I was going to have to study like crazy for an SAT, and to have the, the mindset, mindset was so important, and... I didn't have confidence. I didn't think I could move mountains. I had the imposter syndrome. I I just thought I couldn't amount to anything. And what ended up happening is I was just sick of it. I was sick of being called stupid. I can't read. I wasn't smart. I changed my whole life within that score and the things that led up to it. I studied and I ended up getting like 300 points better and getting accepted into ball state. So that was a good turning point right there. When I went to Ball State, there was a mindset that I started that it was a new beginning. It was a new chapter, and people didn't think I was stupid. I was going into new classes and stuff. And I'll never forget this. One time in freshman, one of my freshman classes, I think it was like a a business class, and we were going over businesses and stuff, and someone brought up the required funds of starting mcdonald's yeah that was it and it was lower it was like a hundred thousand and people were like that can't be right and then i spoke up and i was like well you actually have to have one million dollars in your bank account in order to be even qualified for becoming a c or ceo not a ceo but a franchise owner for mcdonald's and then people kind of I didn't even think it was that surprising, but people kind of got blown away. They're like, wow, L- someone literally said, wow, that kid must be smart. <laughs> and ever since then, that gave me the confidence and gratitude that I felt smart and that person probably doesn't even know who I am today and what I've done or anything not that it matters but he actually made a pretty big difference in my life when he said that and that was one that was like the first day in one of my college classes and that gave me just the mindset to go after it and I got the gratification that if I'm going to work hard and understand things that it's going to be worth my wild and then I joined a fraternity and on purpose I joined that fraternity for networking and make not necessarily just making friends and so on so what people would call paying for friends it was more so i was looking to network i was looking to surround myself with future ceos rather than people that are going to be future janitors and i thought that was really important i actually wasn't planning on rushing a fraternity but i ended up joining phi gamma delta and they they told me it was 16 consecutive semesters that they were top gpa and that really interested me and there was a lot of guys with their heads screwed on straight Straight, and I was like, these are the type of guys I want to be around. And when you surround yourself from this little teaching, when you surround yourself with like-minded people and people that are willing to do stuff and not hide in the background, they're willing to push forward and work their butts off, those are the type of people you want to be around. you got to question the people that you're around if they're not improving you. And like Snoop Dogg, I, I, I know I mentioned this in another podcast episode – but there was a saying with Snoop Dogg, he's like, I'm up here and you're down here, one of my friends is, they have to close that gap. They have to come and meet me at where I'm at or we won't be friends. And I don't think that's a necessarily the best way to look at friendship, but it is a good in aspect of surrounding yourselves and making time for friends that are going to improve you. It's not all about drinking or having a good time or doing all this. There's a lot of stuff that comes in relationships. And I think one of the most important ones is if that friend can push you to someone that makes you better. And I rose up in the rankings. I did risk management as my first position in Phi Gamma Delta. Had to get a lot of respect because I was a freshman working on that. That was a very tough A bunch of tough, different situations. I learned so much. And if you're a freshman or you're not in college yet, highly suggest if you're looking at rushing at fraternity or sorority, getting in something that is that a freshman can most likely get the position as, but one of the toughest positions. And that's the way I viewed it. I knew risk management wasn't going to be easy and that I couldn't do a half ass job. I had to go for it and do everything I could and get respect, which was most important when people are listening to you. And then after that, I joined executive board, which I surrounded myself with like-minded people. This was a strong executive board. Shout out to Will Gilbert, Charlie Foley, Zeb Glon, and Brandon Higis. We We all worked our butts off in order to make the best chapter that we could. And we did really work hard. And it was awesome. We did so well within that fraternity. We did the Big Dog Cup. And that was GPA. We... We thought of ideas, and I surrounded myself with those types of people. And when we did that and had that type of chemistry, we were unstoppable. We won chapter of the year, and which was a huge honor. And then I won Greek leader of the year. Will Gilbert won an award. Charlie Foley won the service award. Will won the president award. So we just swept that award ceremony, and it just felt so good to do that. And there was so much – I was so happy for me and my team that – We were able to achieve this. And the big takeaway with that little bit with the fraternity is surrounding yourself. It doesn't have to be a fraternity. It can be a club. It can be a Facebook group. Whatever it may be, surround yourself with like-minded people that are passionate like you and with whatever you do. It doesn't have to be the same exact thing, but being a hard worker. And I think it's good to have friends that have different personality traits to challenge you because if you sit in the same personality trait – then you're not going to get diver- diversified in the sense of like, you know how to talk to people in different situations. You only know how to talk to people within this certain personality. You got to get out of that and be more diverse and be able to talk to a lot more people in any and every job for the most part. And then I joined a lot of different things. Clubs wise, I joined CEO college, get entrepreneurs organization, which was an amazing club. Joining clubs was huge in college. And I did go to them a lot. I don't as much anymore. I'm not going to lie. I'm just super busy. And I could make excuses saying I can't go, but I could make time. I just really have what I think and perceive as more important things to do. Now, With Simpler Living, that's the company I'm the founder of, it's Tiny Home Vacation Rentals. This all, like in the past, has guided me on this journey, and I have entrepreneurship and innovation major to this single moment that I have worked so hard for. My business plan is almost finished, my financials for the most part finished, they just need some revising and tweaking i had to work so hard and the sacrifices that i made and again i'm not trying to put myself on a pedestal but i'm telling you what i had to do what and the reason where i am today and to get nominated for top 100 qualifiers for the ceo global pitch competition and that was just amazing in of itself but there's reasons why i get these things i achieve these things I placed third in a pre-construction ASC competition with a bunch of different colleges all around the U.S., and we got third place. And it wasn't because I got lucky. It was because I worked my butt off to get in that position. I made a good relationship with professors. Meet with your professors if you can. It's always worth it. Get help with homework. Ask them some random questions. I had Nathaniel Snow or Dr. Snow, which was a professor of mine on a previous podcast on the economics of free college. He's a smart professor. And I went to his office hours just to pick at his brain because he was. I knew he was super smart. And I've gone to Crystal Geyer. I've gone to Dr. Marvel. I've gone to all these different professors. And they've made me who I am today and they have given me opportunities that are tenfold of that time that I, I not necessarily gave because they were giving me their time, honestly. But spinning and building those relationships were very important because t- they that like investment of time, what someone might think, I could play Xbox or I could hang out with friends or I could do this, I could do that instead of meeting with a professor and not making that a priority. You lose a lot, and you don't even realize it. Professors are greatly connected to a bunch of people, and they, they teach. They, Especially older professors, I tell you what, those older professors sometimes can be a headache, but I tell you what, they are con- heavily connected. Think about all the people that have gone through their class, that have connected with them through LinkedIn, have done different stuff. They have connections out of the wazoo with everything. They, they are... They need to be a priority if you're going to college. You need to understand that going to office hours is super important and crucial to growing through your major and to eventually land a job because that's why we're here in college. And then, which leads me to another thing real quick because I'm starting to catch up and I'm almost present to where I'm at right now, that I just got an email literally 20 minutes ago and it's Thursday currently. I'm recording this podcast ahead of time. I or it's Wednesday currently and I didn't get nominated for the top 20 qualifiers which give the pitch. So I was a top 100 qualifier in the CEO Global competit- pitch competition, but you had to get in the top 20 in order to present in Tampa, Florida to the audience. So I didn't get that, but I think an important takeaway from that is that we don't lose, we learn, and it's in which we perceive our outcomes and how we act upon them is who makes us who we are today. You shouldn't look at things and get that imposter syndrome thinking you can't because you can. It was a matter of fact of I learned a lot. I, I, I put in so much time to this, and it wasn't a waste of time. That's 100% sure because I worked so hard and learned so much within a small given period amount of time and it's helped me develop and become a better person and I got better at writing talking about my business and everything like that and I gained skills and improved skills which is a huge takeaway from this and and something that I want to be quoted for is that you don't lose you learn there's a big difference you got to perceive it with positivity those outcomes Currently, I'm going through a a job interview and it's led me. So, all these previous things that I've done have led me up to this moment having a podcast, reading 50 books, awards that I've received in my college term. All this different stuff that I've done has led up to this job interview and it's or fellowship. I'm super, super excited uh, to see if I'm eventually going to get with the company because there's been many cuts through this and. I just got the email last weekend saying that I've made it through the board meeting interview process. So I was super psyched. And it's in order to get this job that it's a two-year contract. And basically you work within this company and that they choose that you're the best fit. And it's basically an entrepreneurship mindset type of job and that's what exactly what i'm looking for and only six percent get accepted and some people might turn their heads away and be saying imposter syndrome right that they they aren't good enough to do this and reality is you got to try because if you don't try you never know i i honestly thought and some people might be like, oh, you're crazy. But I, I didn't think at first I was thinking like, man, 6% only get accepted. Like they must be accepting only Harvard students or something. So why bother with the time? And then I thought about it. I sat on it. I'm like, you know what? I'm going for it. Like this in my entire life, like for the most part, especially after um, when I started college is like this different mindset and just going after and, and being hungry, steady hungry and getting in after what you want and getting what you want and putting in the effort in order to do it. And there's so much sacrifice. And I know I've said that, but it's just so, so, so much sacrifice you have to make. I haven't gone to the bars that much. Total of like in college, I've been less than 15 or 20 times. And I've been of age for the past two years to go to the bars. It's something that I don't perceive as something that's worth of my time. And some people can see it as networking, but I personally don't. Some people do and it's completely fine. Everyone should live their life how they want to, but don't wish upon things that didn't happen when you could have made a difference and you could have worked harder, you could have done something else. The past is the past, and I don't think you should reflect on it too much, but you have to reflect on it a little bit to understand and how to improve who you are to become a better person and get the job that you want and win awards, do whatever you want in life. And I think it is crucial to have the mindset. There's so much more than mindset, the whole set, like heart set, the emotions, everything, like I talked in the 5 a.m. club. But it's crucial to have a mindset that is going to push you and drive you further than you ever thought before. Because if you don't and you're weak-minded, then you're not going to amount to as much as you wished in life. When you're on your deathbed, Are you going to be wishing you're going to have a wishful last 30 minutes while you're on your bed? Or are you going to reflect on the memories and the things that you tried and that you got to experiment in life and try different things and you're happy with how you live life? So question yourself that. Am I going to be happy if I were to die tomorrow with what I've done in life? And if not, maybe you have to pivot and do some changes. Discipline, 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 discipline is how I'm going to be ending this podcast. It's just like there's so many different times you could say, Oh, I, you know, wake up 10 minutes before class and go to class. Wake up at like 5, 6, or even 7 a.m. and start grinding in the morning when no one's bothering you, texting you, or on social media. Work your butt off. You have, and like I said in the many other podcasts, you have to do what 99% of people aren't willing to do in order to be in that 1% category. And I'm telling you, it's hard. It's a lot of sacrifice and it's not for everyone. And it's totally fine if you don't wanna do it. But at the same time, if you want what you want in life, then you should be questioning yourself, am I doing what the top 1% is doing? That's going to be wrapping up this podcast episode. I hope it was informative and some of the many teachers I've had in life. I didn't get super in detail and I didn't want to make this a a super long podcast. So I'm going to be leaving you with the key takeaway that I have for this is the mindset which outcomes happen and you perceive them as. You should look at outcomes that are negative as you didn't lose, you learned. With that being said, cue the outro. This has been the Relentless College Entrepreneur Podcast. Catch you guys next time.